This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Elk Shape Podcast with me, Dan the Fitness Man, your host. Welcome to Season 5. Here we go. This podcast is brought to you by discipline, delayed gratification, and being accountable to yourself. This podcast is about finding the high road, working hard every day, creating the best possible version of yourself. Our values are faith, family, fitness, finances, elk hunting, and career. Our guiding principles are authenticity, transparency, and out-hustling the competition. Our podcast is brought to you by Buck Knives, Onyx Hunt, Vortex Optics, Wilderness Athlete, Black Rifle Coffee Company, Crispy USA, Matthews Archery, Kufaru International, and BlackOvis.com. Elk Shape Podcast, Dan the Fitness Man, let's get to it. Dr. Sis coming on. The mic today, dudes out of Wisconsin, doctor as in a doctor in chiropractic, background in exercise sciences and physiology, going to discuss nutrition, no holds barred, very direct, zero fluff in this podcast today. Doc's pretty straightforward, straight shooting kind of guy, definitely a bow hunter. Definitely knowledgeable, super passionate. I think you're going to dig this. Uh, wanted to thank him just one more time for coming on and just being him. I enjoy his personality. I would say a little rough around the edges, but once you get to know him, this guy's got a heart of gold. And his information he's going to spit out today is world class. This guy is the real deal. Without further ado, Dr. Siz, Dan the Fitness Man, sitting down, talking nutrition and fitness. Here we Go. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Elk Shape Podcast. Sitting down with a stud from Wisconsin today, Dr. Sis. What's up, buddy? Yeah, how you doing, man? Doing great. It's been a long time. I uh, haven't seen you in over a year. You look healthy as usual. What's good in your hood? Um, well, like I said when I got on, it's uh, 55-ish degrees and sunny in Wisconsin. 60s tomorrow. It's freaking awesome out. Um, 
things are getting back to normal in lots of ways. So yeah, that's awesome too. Uh, yeah, things are looking really good. I feel that. All right. Uh, let's talk about your background a little bit, education, but first you're a bow hunter through and through. Are you elk hunting in 2022, bro? Uh, 100%. Yeah. And I was raised on a little farm out in the boonies. So my whole childhood was nothing but sports and hunting. And um, I was very, very lucky to have an uncle that was huge into uh, like Native Americans living off the wild nature, bow hunting and got me into it. I mean, I was hunting um, by myself with my bow at 12 because that's at that time when it was legal. And um, yeah, never stopped. Just absolutely very much love, love it. Okay, cool. So you are originally from Wisconsin, like born, raised through and through? Sir, a little dairy farm out in the boonies. Ah, cool. That's awesome. Uh, you you have your doctor, your doctorate in chiropractor, but or chiropractic, but there's a lot of education underneath that route as well. So kind of give us a background on your education. Yeah. So I started undergrad in fitness actually. And um, I mean, that's just such an interest of mine. I mean, it sounds kind of maybe arrogant, but um, like I wasn't learning anything because that's what I just read constantly for fun. So, um, and then long story short, blew up my knee, came back too quick, hurt my back because of it. And I'm going to a chiropractor. And I really liked their approach. And the approach is um, to try and find the cause of things, not to palliate things with medications. It's just a much different approach to healthcare and got into chiropractic. But the problem with chiropractic is there's a lot of wackos in there that make it look bad where like get adjusted, it'll fix everything. Um, a lot of chiropractors are fat and sick and weak and unhealthy, but I think adjustments are the, the fix all. And I went the path of uh, fitness and nutrition mixed in with chiropractic. So I got um, CSCS, I got my certified wellness practitioner. Um, I've read a gazillion books. I've done presentations at universities around the country. I've published a book that's been sold in, I don't know, dozen countries now on nutrition and lifestyle and fitness. And, um, it's just, I enjoy the hell out of it. So like, well, most people are reading sports or cars or you name it. Like I get up before my alarm, looking forward to read about food and human performance. It's just, I really thoroughly enjoy it. And uh, with that, I love um, learning and reading about nature and improving habitat and environment and um, land restoration. So I do a lot of that as well. And then as far as a career, I mean, all I do for a living is I have, what do I have now? Nine locations, health clubs, where we just teach fitness and nutrition is a huge part of ours, huge, huge. And um, that's, that's what I spend the majority of my time is uh, teaching. Yeah. And so you have nine locations in, are they all in Wisconsin? Uh, one in Minnesota and one in New York. Okay. What are the name of those? Eupraxia. And everyone always asks what the hell is Eupraxia? It's uh, the Greek goddess of well-being or wellness. And it's just Pretty a cool name. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So you came to, uh, you hosted us at an elk shape camp on the fitness side of things. We went to one of your locations and, um, we actually got an opportunity to hear you speak. Uh, I had you cover, like, I just wanted a different narrative on nutrition. And I didn't know you that well, but, I, I mean, I was like, sure, man, let's hear what you got to say. And I was really impressed with your lecture. I thought it was really down to earth. I thought it was really relatable. I didn't think you got lost in the weeds. It was, like, 100% practical, very logical, kind of tickled my uh, 
my little funny bone. I, I loved hearing you talk, and uh, I want to do food and performance with you today as it pertains to people who listen to this podcast. So our audience is a mix of probably a lot of 24 to 36-year-olds who want to elk hunt or get into elk hunting or just getting in or just love the grind. And we should have some older guys too, you know, listeners in the 50s, 60s, 70s, pretty concerned about longevity. I think we all can agree that's the common denominator, Doc, is uh, we want to elk hunt the rest of our lives. We don't want to be on the sidelines. We want to take care of our bodies. It's not about getting into elk shape so that we can kill an elk one year. It is about being in elk shape for the rest of our life. So let's talk about food and performance. Let's go over your really quick as far as like I just had another baby right so I want to be able to take my kids into the mountains so I got at least 18 years uh, to wait right so that's a huge motivator for me so when I can be 65 grinding with my 20 year old kids out in the mountains is a very very much long-term vision that comes way too quickly awesome and congrats man so that's what number is that for you yeah Cool. That'll keep you young. I do want to know your 30,000 foot view philosophy when it comes to food and performance. Um, it's kind of a broad question. You'd be like a little more specific or, or what are you, what are you getting at? We're getting into the, we're going to dive in, but overall, if you had a paragraph to kind of summarize your approach to food and performance, what's that look like? Yeah. So my, my approach is health span. I want to feel amazing for as long as possible. Lifespan, I think is dumb because if I'm, you know, feeling like can hell for 20 years, that's pointless to me. Like I want to have an amazing lifespan and I want my family to have an amazing lifespan. And then I want to make the lifestyle to achieve that as simple and applicable as possible for people. Perfect. Let's get into some of those simple principles when it comes to just cleaning up your nutritional approach so that you aren't sick, weak, because you can be well, but we'd like to have see people be fit, which is kind of a combination of having all the human performance, feeling your best, having your immunity system as strong as possible. So what are some of the best principles just to dive in? Like we're, we're, we're going to get more specific, but, but what are like the grassroots things you need to do? One thing that's very important really is, is fit doesn't equal healthy for one. So there's a lot of guys who grind, grind, grind. They have a nice physique and they're fit and they look good, but underneath their arteries are still damaged, right? There's the, there, there's, you know, so I was like, man, he was so healthy. It doesn't make sense why he just had a heart attack. Well, fit doesn't equal healthy. So that makes sense, right? So uh, a big thing for me is I, I see that a lot. And as a healthcare provider, like this, you know, it's easy for me to see, like, I don't want to have that as a future. Okay. So when it comes to food, I think a lot of people know for the most part when they're eating garbage, right? But I don't think people realize how bad it is for one. Like, I don't think people realize how bad fucking Mountain Dew is. I don't think people realize like how awful it is. And I think a big thing is people don't have the right reason to eat bad food, if that makes sense. So like for me, I, it, it all starts with mindset and getting people to make being healthy and eating well and being fit and active and a good role model so important to them like it's just easy to reach for healthy food it's easy to put down the soda and then eventually you just identify as a healthy fit role model and then once you identify as that then everything else falls into place does that make sense so i think one of the biggest failures people have is like well i'm going to eat well and i'm going to do this and that but it's like well why you, you got to back up a step 
and really, really make it like deep and important to you. And that's, I, I spent a lot of time on that with my, with my members. Yeah. So here's a good of... example, you know, and for me, um, as far as like an overall picture and, and one thing, as far as like, <clears throat> is it really that bad for me? So I got a question for you. Like, what do you think would be worse if someone drank 20 Mountain Dews a day or if someone smoked 20 cigarettes a day? You have to think about it, right? It's like at best a tie, maybe like 20 Mountain Dews a day is terrible. 20 cigarettes a day is terrible. So if 20 of each is God awful, then wouldn't that make like one Mountain Dew kind of like as bad as one cigarette, right? So to me, it really is. And I think I could argue convincingly, but then it's so common to see little kids with a 20 ounce Mountain Dew and nobody bats an eye, right? But if you've seen a, a little kid with a cigarette, you freak out. Or if someone gave a dog a Mountain Dew, people are like, what the fuck? If you give a kid a Mountain Dew, they're like, oh, well, it's just, it's a kid, you know, it's no big deal. It's constant. And so like, you know, that kind of stuff is, is what I'm passionate about. Um, but what applies to us also applies to little kids. I just think it's powerful to, to realize, you know, live really clean, not only makes me an amazing, like I can grind mountains with the best of them and I feel good, but I'm also like a really good role model to kids, which is way more motivating than killing an elk. Blackovis.com is where I buy all my gear. I use the discount code ELKSHAPE. It takes 10% off. Very few exclusions apply. Shipping is fast and free. They're already great prices. And when it comes to getting your gear in your hands early 2022, it's never been more important. Number one, supply chain issues. Number two, inflation. Don't wait. Your prices could go up on everything. And number three, get the gear in your hand. Test it and vet it before the season. Blackovis offers clothing, footwear, optics, gear, archery, camping, several different brands, lots of SKUs. We've partnered with them because we believe in them. Use a discount code ELKSHAPE, save 10%. TheElkCollective.com is a website that I started with John Gabriel several years ago. We wanted to create a digital, virtual, educational learning platform where you could watch videos and learn how to elk hunt. Learn specific tactics from several different subject matter experts who hunt in different states. If you're an elk hunter, you've signed up for being a student for life. So join The Elk Collective and get going. Use the discount code ELKSHAPE podcast, all one word, and save 20% on your annual membership. NUMA Outdoors, I partnered with them over a year ago. I switched from Sika Gear to NUMA Gear. This brand believed in Elk Shape and I believed in them. I tested their gear before partnering with them and I was really impressed. NUMA has an entire line dedicated to Out West and here's your lineup if you're in the market. Get yourself the Base Haven Base Layers. The Pursuit Pant with the knee pad that is removable. These are breathable, athletic, good four-way stretch pants that'll help you maneuver and be athletic in the mountains. For a top layer, I recommend a Renegade short sleeve, long sleeve, or quarter zip with a mid-layer Alpha Vertex jacket or vest and always have a Palisade puffy in your pack to wait out storms. Use the discount code ELKSHAPE20 to save 20% off your first purchase from NUMA Outdoors. Faru International, this is the best backpack on the market in my opinion. First things first, get yourself the duplex light frame. Then you can attach any bag that you want. I have several bags in my arsenal, but my top three are going to be the hoodlum. The hoodlum is I'm going to use for anywhere from a five to seven day hunt. I can pack out an elk with it easily and I can organize my gear. The next pack of choice is going to be the 22 mag, a little bit smaller than the hoodlum. This is more of like a two or three day effort. Perfect for the elk hunt, perfect for the elk mountains, perfect for getting around and keeping your gear organized. Last but not least is the new Hellbender. This is the Striker XL on steroids. This is a pack that I'm going to be using exclusively in 2022 elk hunts. All three bags fit on my duplex light frame. And with Kifaro, you can customize your setup with accessories. I generally run 
On my right hip, the water bottle pocket Gen 2 for my Nalgene. A small or medium belt pouch, and generally a small, medium, large pocket somewhere on the bag. You can also backfill with the Sherman pocket or guide lid. And inside my bag, I organize all my gear with Kufire ultralight pullouts. When it comes to sizing your frame, the belt, the straps, they have great customer service. Just pick up the phone, give them a shout, tell them Elk Shape sent you. Talk to their customer service representative, get the exact size you need. Buy once, cry once, and enjoy the best hunting backpack on the market. Yeah, so if you guys needed to maybe borrow Doc's Y, I mean, those are two pretty good Ys. If that's where we're taking a step back and establishing the Y, which will be your driver, it's to be a role model to your children first and foremost, and it's way more satisfying. Uh, it's, a, it's a greater cause than just killing an elk. And then also to be able to rumble with the best of them in the mountains, that doesn't suck. Uh, what's, what's another good why for people that are just maybe at step one trying to figure out why do I need to put the Mountain Dew down or why do I need to put the fast food convenience down and go for something that's... And it's just kind of like with, with conversations, timing matters. And I think this hits me because I literally just talked to a woman who's just joining. And so many times, like, I talk about, she's like, well, but I have kids, but I have kids, but I have kids. So she's using her kids as an excuse to have soda in the house, as an excuse to have sweets in the house. And instead of using kids as an excuse to eat like shit, you know, use them as a reason not to. It's such an important flip. And um, it, it's just crazy to me to use kids as excuse. But another thing is, too, is uh, pain. So I, as a contact sports guy my whole life, freaking love just, I love contact, right? It's kind of weird. And, but as a result, you know, you get beat up sometimes, you have injuries. I've had seven joint surgeries, which is, uh, um, sucks, but you get through it. But for me, if I don't eat clean, I hurt, right? And I think a lot of people that their knees ache, you know, their knee is what's keeping them from the mountains, their hip, their shoulder, these aches and pains that if you eat clean, they go away. Like they, like for me, like I have no pain. But if I eat like shit, I feel terrible and I'm sluggish and I'm weak and my joints hurt and they're stiff. And if I, I think that's a huge motivator is um, you, you, <laughs> avoiding pain. I couldn't agree more. And I think that as we get older, you know, inflammation is kind of the like the, one of the root causes of just things that suck for your well-being to to combat inflammation. Food is a drug. And so I would love to go over the most potent drugs off the shelf but on the shelf or in the stores or in the ground or off trees let's get into the types of foods that you would like to like condone this is doc's seal of approval yeah so first let's, let's back up to the like you know inflammation only happens if there's damage right that's the only way you got to have damage so like what foods cause damage first that produced inflammation so one of the best things that no one ever recommends because there's no money in it right so one of the problems is like a big thing what I do is recommend, like teach people what not to eat. How do you sell that, right? So it's easy to package powders and potions and shakes and, and whatever. That's that's easy and it makes money, right? I, uh, you know, to tell people, hey, don't eat this. There's no money in that. But I call it, it's the devil's triad, right? So, you know, the devil's spear with the three little tips. So there's three things that I always really try and recommend. The three is processed grains, like any grains, especially, but processed grains, Processed seed oils like uh, soybean oil, canola oil, processed seed oils, and white sugar. So when you have refined grains, processed oils, white sugar, throw in the white alcohol, and those things damage you. And they damage you systemically, right? So it's just through anywhere, like food, it affects everything. 
So you're just chronically damaged and chronic damage equals chronic inflammation. Chronic inflammation equals chronic pain. So that little bit of joint pain turns into big joint pain. That little bit of fatigue turns into big fatigue. That little bit of digestive pain turns into big, big pain. So I think that one of the best things people can do, and it costs nothing, is don't buy grains, especially processed grains. Swap out your shitty oils for like avocado or olive oil only, maybe some coconut oil, right? You know, makes sense. And then avoid shit with added sugars. So any sweetened drink is off the table. Because I mean, I always give this analogy. Would you give a kid a cup, like a half cup of sugar and a bottle of water and just say, here, eat the sugar and then wash it down with water? It's like, well, no, that's kind of stupid. But if you dump that sugar into a bottle of water and add some coloring and call it soda, then it's cool. You know what I mean? So like any sweetened I drink, I uh, I just don't drink it. You know, I mean, there's you could you could argue if someone's like really into a high intense sport and they're burning through sugars really fast, but that's like like 98% of us don't apply. Does that make sense? Like I grind 100%. freaking hard and I just drink water. Um, if I was like really, really grinding hard in a sport and it's hot and it's halftime, I'd, you know, I'd put down some Gatorade or something to give me a little sugar, sugar boost. But um, it's just too often I see people at a gym, like with Gatorade trying to lose weight. It's like, well, that really doesn't make any, any sense. Does that make sense? So those are the big ones to avoid. And then things to add, there guys go. are going to love this. Um, a lot of people try and a lot of dum-dums out there with an agenda, really um, try to make meat out to be unhealthy. And it's like, it's really a superfood. Like meat is a superfood. It's like one of the most nutrient dense, amazing superfoods you could possibly eat. And like me, I take no protein shakes, no amino, none of that shit. I eat meat. Like what could build my muscles better than eating muscles? Like, good luck. Fine. You know, that's just my approach. Um, so meat's a superfood. For decades, and I used to get attacked for this, um, eggs, like in an egg is the ingredients to make a bird. That's some pretty, pretty good ingredients, right? So meat and eggs are amazing, which like anyone, obviously elk steak's amazing. Any game, it's just pork is actually one of the, you know, blue zones are? No. Blue zones are like, there's certain areas around the world. There's like seven blue zones where it's, it's common to live to hundred years old. Like it's just the people of that society and one of the common, the most commonly consumed meats in their societies is pork. It's like the one common factor, which, uh, you know, a lot of vegans don't like, don't like you to, to hear that, but I can't stress that meat is a superfood, especially organ meats. Like if you're willing to eat liver, it is the most amazing food on the planet. And then fruits. Um, I've yet to meet someone that has weight issues because of too many apples or X number, like I've, I've yet to meet that person. So I eat fruit all the time. Um, fruit is one thing, like berries and apples and that kind of stuff. I, I do buy organic because uh, I don't want to give that shit to my kids, whatever sprayed on it. Um, I mean, I should touch on that. An inorganic piece of fruit is far better than the inorganic muffin, waffle, Twinkie, pancake, toast, cereal, whatever shit <laughs> someone was going to eat anyhow. Does that make sense? A lot of people are like, oh, I need to go. Uh, you know, I can't go. You know, I can't eat this strawberry it's not organic it's like well you just ate an inorganic fucking frozen pizza like you know what i mean <laughs> inorganic strawberry is better than that oh you're so jaded man i love talking to you like so i've been in the the fitness industry for 21 years and i can just tell like you've heard it all and and, and you're gonna come across and so i'm already got the working title for this 
episode and it's the no BS approach, which I get, you know, I, I'm a little abrasive. I'm a little straightforward. You are definitely as well. And it's like, dude, we don't got time for fluff on this podcast. We're getting down to brass tacks. Like I'm just, I fully aware that um, it might rub some people the wrong way, but no matter what you do, rub some people the wrong way. Right? No doubt. A hundred percent. Really care if it does. And then the other thing is just, um, I always try to talk how I wish would people to speak to me. And it's like, just tell me how it is. If I suck, tell me I suck. If I'm not doing, if I'm not, if you don't think I'm working hard enough, let me know. I'll work harder. Like just, so I think it comes from, you know, contact sports, army, um, just the way I was raised. It's just farmer, dairy farmer. It's like, Hey, no bullshit. Stop, you know, it's, you know, so that's kind of the approach I take. And, uh, I think a lot of people appreciate it. I, I do honestly, like I, it's we're, we, I value this time more because I feel like we can cover more ground. You said the devil's triad. You said, you, you know, we're talking about ingredients and it seems like the more weird food you buy or get doped into based on marketing, the ingredient list gets longer and longer. Let's run through these red flags and let's contrast them to all the awesome things you've already suggested that don't have a lot of ingredients. Kind of really simple. And here's my approach being a nature guy and, and um, just living like I always envision travel back in time. Right. Or if you're out elk hunting, like what would you eat? Right. You're going to eat any seafood. You're going to eat any animal. Here's one thing that's so really interesting. If you're on nature and you find a berry, do you eat it? If you don't know what it is, hope not. Right. No. Like what percentage of plants in the woods are going to kill you? Right. But on the flip side, what percentage of animals are you going to, you can eat any of them. Right. So that's one thing when it comes to like, I'll eat any meat and fat, you know, ideally it's not super processed. And then any fruits or vegetable that's in a store is free game. I'll eat any of that all the time. Eggs eat all the time. Any nuts, right? Peanuts, I, I usually avoid because of inflammation. Peanuts, not a nut, it's a legume. I avoid legumes. Legumes are, here's the thing. Like I eat really, really clean. Adding legumes is, makes my, is a, is a downgrade, okay? If someone's eating a standard American diet, legumes would be an upgrade. I choose for optimal. Optimal doesn't include legumes, if that makes sense. So it's like really, you know, my eating plans that I give people, it's just, Fruits, vegetables, nuts, eggs, meats, drink water. And there's a gazillion different options of meats and fruits and vegetables and nuts. It never gets boring. It tastes amazing. You feel amazing. And I stick with it year round. I don't just like, hey, I got elk hunting in eight weeks. So I'm going to like get strict. My diet's a year round thing. Getting close to elk season, I'll amp up my training a little bit and hit some hills because run some 400s. Um, you know, it's a little different once you get up there and the option is lower or whatever. I, I gotta, gotta get after a little bit harder than I do on an everyday basis. But yeah, that's, that's the, um, as far as ingredients, like you really don't have to look at ingredients much if you're buying whole foods, cause they don't really have a label to look at, you know, oils, keep it simple. I get three olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil. That's it. Like, that's all you need. Stick with those. Um, one, here's a little tip that, you know, we've been marketed to, to believe that fat is bad, right? So it's like, oh, the boneless, skinless chicken breast because skin is so awful and this and that. Nonsense. And here's what's so funny is they take, they take off all the skin and then they process the skin into collagen powder and sell you expensive collagen powder. So like one thing I do is I recommend buying chicken thighs because instead of nine bucks a pound, they're $1.80 a pound. Eat the skin. They taste amazing. Like I eat chicken thighs all the time use the bones to make bone broth, drink bone broth. It's like ridiculously expensive, super nutrient dense food. You know, unfortunately 
Sometimes I come home with tag soup, so I can't live off elk. What a great tip. That's a great tip. Uh, Doc, what about these people that use the kids as excuse? I got a five and seven year old. Uh, I saw we had Costco delivered yesterday. My wife is healthy, shredded, background, exercise, physiology, but I'm going to throw myself uh, under the bus right now, dude. I walked upstairs. There's freaking Costco muffins on the counter. Like, and I, she, my wife and I are using the excuse. Well, you know, so we're not guilt-free here. I'm just be keeping it real. I, I saw that yesterday for those that have kids and stuff. Let's just, let's be real. Let's talk about what, what are your kids eating for snacks? What kind of dinners are you making? Obviously your influence on them is, is pivotal. What give us some best practices, brother. Same species, right? Exactly like all of us are the exact same species. So you look at any other species, deer, elk, you name it. Like what are the elk eating? Are the bulls eating something different than the cows and the cows eating something different than the calves? Like, no, they all eat the exact same things designed for elk, right? Humans are the same way. So they're always marketed like, you know, you got kids food, you got food once you hit 40, you got food for men, food for women. It's all bullshit because we're all the same species, okay? So with that, my kids eat the exact same foods I do. Like every meal I make, even my three-year-old, my five, like the exact same foods. So common snacks for us are like a banana with pecans. Amazing. Apples with almond butter. Amazing. There's hot dogs and there's hot dogs. All right. So there's super garbage hot dogs filled with fructose and all kinds of shit. And then there's hot dogs where you look and it'll be like meat, celery, seeds, spices, herbs. Does that make sense? So it's usually the more expensive stuff right? I make venison, we eat venison, and the kids eat medicine, just like I make venison. The only difference is I cut it into smaller pieces. They love eggs and bacon. I eat eggs and bacon, right? Um, our snacks are apples. We eat a shit ton of apples. It's just, so it's like everything that I eat, they eat, and it's all they know. So even if we go to a party where there's like a buffet full of shit, all they grab are like, <laughs> literally, like all they'll grab is fruit and carrots and meat because it's, and nuts, because it's all they know. And then you have to, you absolutely have to. So, I mean, we go to a resting term like every weekend or we have during the resting season. There's nothing but shit, like nothing but shit, like anywhere, water parks, anywhere you go, it's nothing but garbage. So it's just part of our lifestyle. We bring a cooler everywhere we go, even if they say no carry-ins. It's like, no, I'm not eating your junk. I'll donate you some money that you can donate to whatever club you're in, and we're going to eat our own good food. Fair enough. No, I love that, man. I think that's really cool. Let's talk about these adults who are listening now when we're talking about performance. Uh, we're talking about whole foods, real food. Uh, let's have a quick discussion on quality, quantity, macronutrient ratios. Crush it. Yep. All right, let me ask you this. Would it be wise to feed a kid birthday cake on a regular basis? Absolutely not. Absolutely. So what's birthday cake made out of? Refined oh. grains, some sugars, right? Some flour, yep. some sugar, some baking soda, some water, maybe a little egg in there, right? What's a pancake made out of? Refined grains, some flour, some sugars, maybe a little baking soda, maybe a little egg in there, right? What's a muffin made out of? Grains and sugars. And so it's like, does that make sense? Yeah. So pretty much every breakfast food, muffin, bagel, pancake, waffle cereal it's all birthday cake in different forms it's the Certainly. same ingredients like if you look at a muffin and then look at an oreo cookie and compare the ingredients it's damn near identical right so 
when I look at that stuff, I just see what it is. It's birthday cake. Onyx Hunt, this is the number one digital hunting application. I take it with me everywhere I go on my phone. Download your maps ahead of time and you know differences between state, BLM, national, private. You know where roads are at, terrain features. You can do all your e-scouting from a desktop via the desktop version and have all those waypoints and information transferred to your phone. Having a tremendous amount of confidence that it's not going to crash in the backcountry when you need it most and that you are legally hunting where you're allowed. The Elite membership will allow you to get free access to Hunt Reminder. This is a great app that will notify you when draw deadlines are approaching so that you never miss a deadline. You also get access to Top Rut, which has arguably the best draw odds in the business. And if that wasn't enough, you also get access to Hunt and Full, their digital publication with each state breakdown and analysis so you can plan your hunts ahead of time. All this for $99. Plus, when you enter the discount code Elkshade, it'll take 20% off. Wilderness Athlete. This is a supplement company, not a marketing company. The difference being these guys spend their dollars reinvesting into product development. And I have been partnered with them for a very long time. They just came out with their new hero, which is Hydrate, Energize, Recharge, and Overcome. All you have to do is add water. Make sure you pick up a couple boxes of those for elk hunting season, as well as Hydrate Recover, Energy and Focus, the Green Infusion, Daily Multis, Fish Oils, Probiotics, Protein Powder, Post-Workout, Pre-Workout, whatever you need, whatever the goal, WildernessAthlete.com. Enter the discount code ELKSHAPE30 to save 30% off your first purchase. Baku e-bike, elite fat tire e-bikes to help elevate your game. I use the Mule. People ask me why do I not use the Storm? Because I hunt out west and I need the extra wattage to get up steep terrain. Find a dealer near you by heading to Baku.com for a quick little demo ride to see for yourself or get yourself a backcountry e-bike, a trailer, an extra battery. Use the discount code ELKSHAPE to save $300 off your purchase and utilize these e-bikes when you're chasing turkeys, bear, deer, elk, any sort of trail, logging road, where legal, they are an awesome resource for you to get in and get out quietly. And if you have a trailer, hopefully you're hauling precious elk meat back to the truck. Black Rifle Coffee Company. I am a huge fan of coffee. Probably guilty of maybe drinking too much, but I love Black Rifle. It's my alternative to Starbucks. These folks at Black Rifle are pro hunting, pro 2A, veteran owned. I can tell you right now, you guys should check out the coffee club. Join the club and you're going to get free shipping on your club orders. Automatic deliveries on your schedule so you can program it for when coffee should arrive at your doorstep. You'll get exclusive discounts from over 50 plus partner brands. And you can always tweak, tinker, or modify your subscription at any time to suit your fancy. My favorite all time is the Flying Elk. That should be no surprise. Black Rifle is a huge partner of Elk Shape. They support our message of crushing the elk hunting learning curve and leveraging elk hunting. Check out Black Rifle Coffee Club of the Month. Enter the discount code Elkshape. Save 15% off and enjoy America-driven coffee from a veteran-owned company. Yeah. No, I like that filter. It's a, We'll call that the birthday cake filter. It's awesome. One thing we do on pancakes, man. The cake, I'll hand them an apple or a banana Exa- exactly. or a mango or berries or blueberries or raspberries or strawberries or cantaloupe or watermelon. Like, There's so many amazing tasting options that are better. And then, too, make, you know, we're kind of, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I make pancakes for my kids almost every day, and I don't buy pancake mix. I literally use like rolled oats, eggs, egg whites, that type of vibe with a banana. It gets a great texture. And then they, instead of syrup, it's honey. We use real butter. Um, so it's not like you can, it's not like you have to like be a weirdo. You can still make stuff. You just got to know what the ingredients are. We yeah. make banana pancakes too, where it's like uh, coconut flour with eggs. And the same thing, I have a beehive in my backyard. Yep. Just go scrape some honey off. Um, or my brother does does maple syrup from uh, the maple trees in Wisconsin. And it's taste, it honestly, God, once you, it tastes better than the pancakes you get in the store. And they're freaking great for you. Like those are little hacks people can do. And um, you're not deprived. That's one thing I, I find is I think people like they feel like they're depriving themselves of something, but you're not. You're, you're not depriving yourself. You're just getting a different, great tasting food that's good for you. Yep, hundred percent. 
uh, what were you going to, you were going to say something else, I thought. Oh, well, Mac, let's talk about macronutrients. I mean, we've talked about quality a lot here over, but wh- where does quantity come into there? Obviously, you and I have never seen anyone overweight because they ate too much spinach. But when it talks about like grabbing a handful of nuts versus grabbing a mountain of nuts like you, you I mean. Yeah, absolutely. So the, you can, I mean, obviously you can put on fat eating healthy whole foods because look at deer or elk or whatever in the fall, they're fat, right? Sure. But that's to fatten up for winter. So where I see in the people I work with, where people get in trouble is nuts and oils because it's super calorie dense, right? So one one thing is um, when it comes to nuts, I always buy like raw unflavored nuts because if you get a can of amazing tasting but barbecue wasabi awesome nuts, it's <laughs> so hard to put them down. So like I'll purposely buy the mediocre tasting stuff just for that. Another thing you have to think is called uh, like if you have a cup of almonds, let's say you have six ounces of almonds and you have six ounces of almond butter once it's been ground up it's pre-digested so you just absorb more of it so that's one of the reasons eating whole food is better because one you have to burn calories just to digest whole foods and two you absorb less of it so when stuff is processed one it's pre-digested two you digest it quicker so it's like a double-edged sword so when it comes to nuts and oils um nuts buy the stuff that doesn't taste amazing and then what you'll do is you'll eat until you're full as opposed to eat for pleasure, right? So the stuff that's super palatable, you just keep eating it, not because you're hungry, but because it tastes amazing and you just love that repeated dopamine hit. Does that make yep. sense? Yeah, and then 100%. Oil, you just got to be careful, right? You know, if you drown stuff in oil, um, it's going to catch up to you. So I always figure like the size of a thumb, I just tell people like, that much oil that's try not to go more than that is kind of the, the baseline fruits and vegetables. I don't think you can overeat it. Um, leaner meats. I don't think you can overeat it. It's the fats and oils that, uh, that can catch up to you a little bit. And then too, ice good. Like the devil's tried, you know, like, um, if you want to put on muscle fast, you take steroids, right? Well, what does steroids do affect your hormones? Testosterone, right? It's kind of like a buck and rut. They get huge and muscular really fast. Why? Not because they found more protein, it's because their testosterone boosted up. Does that make sense? The necks get huge, shoulders get big, they get strong. I think I look at processed grains, processed oils and sugars in combination, it's fat building steroids. So it, it gets your hormones to just start packing on fat. Like that's what that stuff does. And uh, so once you make this, and the other thing too, what's, what's really interesting is when you switch to, it's, it's actually, this is an elk hunting story, actually. So I was, I was out hunting all by myself and I bumped into a guy which, which happens sometimes you start bullshitting and um, it's just so interesting. Like I, I always eat really clean, healthy, whole foods and I'm never starving. Like I'll get hungry, but I'm never starving. Like when you eat shitty foods and when you eat good, healthy, whole foods, you get full and you stay full longer. Does that make sense? So I'm out in the mountains and this guy offered me some treat and I'm like, you know, I didn't want it, but I didn't want to be rude. I'm like, yeah, sure, man, like, whatever. And like, I was fucking starving after that. Like I had this sugar rush crash like i was like i would have eaten anything like mcdonald like just give me some it was the weirdest feeling i never feel like that when i'm eating clean like it's always under control you know like today what time is it it's one o'clock here i went to bed at about eight i haven't eaten yet like it's just i've been busy all morning and had a workout and it's just but i'm not starving that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think it's a perfect segue into in the field consumption because um, we're trying to support a tremendous amount of energy exertion while elk hunting. Elk hunting is elk hiking at the end of the day. What kind of foods will we find in your backpack? 
Yeah, for sure. And that's what I do. If I don't get an elk, I just tell people I went hiking. <laughs> yeah. Hiking trip. But uh, um, it's really three things. So during the day, I give myself mixed nuts with dried fruit. That's my breakfast and lunch. Or I don't, I'm not a breakfast guy. It's like, if I'm hungry during the day, breakfast, it's uh, mixed nuts and fruit. And then my meal in the evening is a mountain house meal every day. And then I go in with a mindset that I'm going to be, I'm going to be hungry a little bit. You know what I mean? I just go, there's sure. just that happy balance where you don't want to carry too much weight, right? Where you have so much weight that, you know, it's a lot of food, but you don't want to be super hungry all the time. And oddly enough, I don't know what it is. You know, in the mountains, I understand why I pee a lot. Um, but I don't, you know what I mean? You're in the mountains. I pee so much, you know, with the red blood cells, and whatever, but the, uh, I'm not that hungry for some reason. Like I, my appetite is so much lower and I'm totally fine on mixed nuts, dried fruit and one mountain house meal a day. And then two, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I think it's legal, but if I come across a grouse, I always have a judo point and yeah. I want to add a grouse to my lunch. I'm going to shoot a grouse, you know, and that's Absolutely. it and water. And that, and that works really well for me. And the one thing too, so much of hunger is um, mindset and boredom. So like, if I, like, you know, if I just go on a day hunt and I, I won't bring food because if it's not with me, I'm not hungry. It's so interesting. Like it's the mindset. But if I have it in my pack that I'm freaking hungry because I know it's there. So I'm always yeah. wanting to grab food. But if I'm going out and I'm just going to spike camp for three, four or five nights or whatever, I plan out like uh, two big hand, like a, two handfuls of mixed nuts and dried fruit throughout the day. And then one mountain house meal. So if I'm going for five nights, I'm going to take five mountain house meals and then enough dried fruit and nuts to get me through five days. Okay. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't have um, maybe jerky in there or something, but if you're killing a grouse, that would help out for sure. Yeah. And then um, I've, uh, yeah, this, I mean, you know, I don't know where you guys, wherever I go, there's always grouse. Like you almost always find them, but jerky would be good too. Um, I've just never, I, I should probably do it just instead of especially some salty stuff to get me to drink a little more. It's like yeah. I have to force myself to drink in the mornings too. For some reason, I'm not thirsty. And you got to be careful with that because pretty soon you start cramping up pretty quick. No doubt. And, um, and, and sometimes water can be, you know, not as close as you'd like it to be. So there's been times where I'm a little cramping. It's like, oh, shit, I got to find water because this is not good, you know. Yeah, and it's not like you're fragile. I've seen you in real life. You're very well stacked, put together. Um, what do you walk around at in the in the mountains weight-wise? Obviously, running very lean body fat and stuff. Like, how much muscle and stuff? What do you weigh? I'm always at, like, 200, and I always I like to stay, like, 12 to 15% body fat. Um, I don't know. I think that the lifestyle I'd have to lead to get leaner than that, I just really don't see a point to it. Hundred percent, yeah. And so you're—I mean, you're a stockier built dude. And so getting around in the mountains and whatnot—I mean, you have more muscles to feed, more oxygen. That's not—that's not a terrible thing to be strong in the mountains. Let's kind of get into a little philosophy on. A lot of guys worry about rucking and backpacking and getting ready for September that way. And I want to tap into your fitness knowledge a little bit. Like, I'm a huge like. Yeah, that's cool, and that's a part of the equation, but I don't think there's any substitute for having some muscle density and some bone density and some connective tissue. So strength training. I'm not trying to put answers into your mouth, but let's talk about where that strength component comes in for elk hunting. Yeah, I mean, what's it? Yeah, I like to uh, I like to strength train at pace, right? So like I'm I'm weight training, but I don't take big breaks. So my heart's thumping, and I soak through my shirt and sweat. And um, the one thing I that I found for me that gets me the 
best feeling the best in the mountains is to run some 400s like yeah. they're awful i hate them with a passion they're brutally hard but when i do that for a few weeks leading up to the mountains the mountains are so much easier for me but year round like just now i just did a workout where we're doing like push-ups and pull-ups and presses and thrusters and all the stuff that you know that you do at pace and um um and i do that consistently year round like i never stop but yeah, Absolutely. it's important to be strong. And as far as, uh, I mean, travel back in time, I used to be a, a super like all about strength meathead. So I was like 230, you know, many years ago. And I went out West and it sucked. I had too much, even muscle, because muscles weight, right? It yeah. was too much. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm 5'9", 230 pounds. This is stupid. So now I feel good at 200 and I just, I stay there. Um, and I've changed over the years, you know, when I was younger, and maybe you were too, but everyone was so, I was so proud of my bench press and looking back, it's like the dumbest lift ever, in my opinion. Now, um, I've just changed a lot. I spent a lot more time in mobility because I'm getting older and stiffer. Um, but I still like, uh, and I, I like, I like grinding and getting after it. I like competitive workouts too, just because I'm a competitive person. Are you like me? Do you just love trail cameras? Slightly addicted to them? Yeah, guilty as charged. I work with Spy Point. They have several affordable trail cameras. Some are going to be cellular. Some are going to be non-cellular. So the difference is being one, the Force Pro, non-cellular, very affordable, extremely reliable, just under $200. Or you can look up the Link S, that's the dark or the micro LTE twin, where you get a two pack of cellulars. They come with the SIM cards. So you don't need to pay out of pocket monthly to utilize your cellular trail cameras. You can download the free app and get your hundred photos a month that you choose. Sell trail cameras are where it's at, where legal, and where you have at least two bars, you're going to get extremely important real-time information, and you don't have to go in and disturb your area, get your scent in the ground, and bump any animals. I like trail cameras from a biological standpoint. I don't really depend on them to get animals killed, but I do depend on them to understand animal behavior, biology, animal densities, and see if I can focus on patterns where I can take advantage and know how to get in and get out of these places. So I am addicted to trail cams. I love the app. It's bulletproof from SpyPoint. So check out SpyPoint when you get a hot minute or next time you're in the market for a trail camera. If you're looking for cellular, I'm probably going to recommend the Link S Dark over all of them. But if you're on a budget, get the Link Micro Twin 2-pack where you have two cell phone trail cameras working for you under $200 or if you just want to run normal trail cameras check out the force pro there's a couple different versions out there I use the force pro or the force 20 both are really sweet and then last but not least if you already have a trail camera and you want to turn it into a cell phone trail camera they have a product for you called the cell link $59.99 attaches to your existing trail camera you don't have to have a sim card and it will start sending you photos to your phone check out spypoint.com for more information vortex optics a partner of elk shape since 2010 veteran known based out of Wisconsin the VIP warranty itself that's transferable whether you buy your vortex optics used from a buddy or buy it retail from a store that VIP IP warranty follows your product. No questions asked. You break it, they fix it. We're going to give you guys a quick little tip. Being a handful of months away from elk season, one thing you can do right now, and this tip is presented by Vortex, is that you can start writing on the calendar your hunt plan, the dates that you plan on leaving, so that your wife or your spouse knows what you're thinking ahead of time. Sounds silly, but I used to not communicate very well with my wife and then surprise her right at hunting season and then, hey, I'm going to be gone the entire month. Not anymore. Now, as soon as I draw a tag or have a hunt plan secured, I'm up on the calendar writing it down and going over with it. Even though she's probably gnashing her teeth a little bit at me, at least it gives her plenty of time to plan around and make sure that we are on the same page. Happy wife is a happy life and to hunt your best, things need to be dialed at home. This tip was brought to you by Vortex. Go to Vortex Wear and use the discount code ElkShape to save 20% on your workout scouting gear that Vortex Wear makes. Appreciate you guys' support. Matthews Archery out of Sparta, Wisconsin, rocking the V3X29 and 33. I think you guys know this by now, but I'm pretty much in love with that 29. It fits me like a glove. I like the 33. It's probably my favorite bow to shoot, but when we're talking about chasing elk in the elk woods, I'm going to pack that 29 around. Fits me a little bit better. I shoot it a little bit better. You should go test drive a V3X. I think it's their best product to date, and you can really streamline your setup.
up by using the bridge lock to get the sight in the middle of the riser. You have the new low pro quivers that fit tighter than anything has ever fit to a bow. You can really streamline your setup with the new technology from Matthews. Plus, they run the cross-centric cams, so you can easily switch out mods. You don't have to switch out limbs if you want to change your draw weight, your draw length, or your let off. All that can be done without a press. Matthews Archery, killing it. And I love shooting my Matthews. I'm absolutely in love. You guys should go check it out at a dealer near you. Yeah, well, I want to tap into your knowledge for my aging elk hunters listen to this podcast these dudes are in their 40s i actually wrote a note because someone emailed me and said when are you going to cover older hunters on a podcast and i was like yeah they wanted to cover the 50 plus elk hunting crowd and I, and you said mobility and honestly doc i hate doing mobility but it's a necessary evil i am getting less mobile the older i get my warm-ups take longer i can't just jump in there let's talk about how to take care of that aging elk hunter that wants to keep doing this stuff um here's the thing as you get older one it takes longer to warm up two you need more recovery time like i can't just grind two workouts a day like i used to three i just i do spend more time with light weights going through ranges of motion it's just it is what it is four what most of these guys don't understand and aren't willing to do is your diet plays a huge role on everything. So if you want to feel good as you're older, you got to eat super clean. It's amazing. It was so interesting about that. When I was in my twenties, guys like, Oh, wait till you turn 30. Right. And then I'm in my thirties. Like, Oh, wait till you turn 40. So now I'm in my forties. I'm like, all right, dude, what, what am I waiting for? I still feel great. Maybe you should stop eating like shit. So you can feel great instead of blaming your age. Right. So I think a big part of it is as you get older, one, yeah, more warm up time, more recovery, more rest. You can't, I love working out. Like instead of forcing myself to go to the gym, I have to force myself not to. Right. I just love it. I feel and, it. Um, you gotta, you gotta take time off. A big thing too is you get older is listening to your body. Right. You know what I mean? We got, and I got an ego too. So it's like, well, it's just a little pain. Well, you know, I can grind through this. And then that's usually a bad idea. So it's like, as you get older, yeah, you just get a little more time off. The other thing too, when you're eating really clean, you don't have to work out as much. If that makes sense. Like I don't work out really that much. And not why well, I shouldn't say that. It's nearly as much as people think because you eat really clean and then you just feel better more often. Right. So it's the, it's the exact same plan um, for any age. It's just you got to like listen to your body a little bit, take a little more time off, a little more recovery, eat super clean. You know, and then yeah. what's really cool. I have mentors, you know, they're like in their 80s and they're strong and muscular. You know what I mean? It's like, yep, that's the potential. I have a rule. You can't you can't claim old to 85. Like that's just I, and I believe that. Yeah, I really I saw the human potential about seven, eight years ago. I was coaching one of my athletes. He made it to the CrossFit games and I had competed in the games on a team twice, but I'd never been to like the, the masters portion and doc, man, I, I saw men in their sixties, 65 plus seventies and they, their bodies were made like Greek goddesses. They were carved out of stone. Only thing I could tell old on them was from the chin up, wrinkles. Everything else was the body of a 30-year-old. And that I, it burned a hole into my memory of like, oh my, this is what the human body is really capable of when, when you give it the right instructions. And I want to talk to you about instructions. We've talked about quit eating like shit. Okay, cool. 
how do you do it, man? Like, are you a meal prepper? Are you a food prep guy? Are you making extra portions at dinner? Um, for people that are super busy and, and you are too, obviously what, what's some best practices for preparation planning? One is for you to you know, make simple things. Okay. So like one thing I do on a very, two things on a very regular basis. One is like, I will get a giant cookie sheet, right. Or two of them really of chicken thighs. And I'll see, like, just dump seasonings on different seasonings. So it's like four different meals and I'll just cook them all. And then I got dozens and dozens and dozens of cooked chicken thighs in my fridge for the whole week. It's like, I need a snack. Boom. There's chicken. Boom. There's chicken. I do pot roast all the time. So like at night, I did it last night. No bullshit. Threw a roast in the slow cooker, sweet potatoes, um, carrots, some onion. Boom. In the morning, here are this huge pot roast that you feed the whole family for a day and a half. Right. Snacks. I have apples and bananas and nuts and um, good quality meat sticks on hand all the time. Fruits, all the, you know, it's just there simple all the time. I don't think eating healthy takes any more time than anything else. If once you figure it out, right. Frying a few eggs in the morning. That's one thing too. Like I can fry some eggs in the morning with some bacon while that's cooking for two minutes. I can get a, 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 a roast and some potatoes some sweet potatoes and carrots in a crock pot while the eggs, you know, take, and then I come home and, the, and it's done. So those are the little habits. And then I find most people eat the same shit over and over and over and over again. It's just usually bad stuff over and over and over again. So I just help people make that shift to where it's healthy stuff over and over. You just got to find the few things you love and do it on repeat. Right? Love it. And then if we do go out to eat, like we, um, you know, I like Thai food or Vietnamese food, right? I'll get, you know, good, um, you know, stuff like that, right? Or if I go to a restaurant, people are like, oh, what, what if I go to a restaurant? It's easy. Get a steak, ask for mixed vegetables, right? You don't have to drink a bunch of booze. You know, a big ass steak, that's a healthy, nutrient-dense meal. Like, you, you know, everyone always, everyone always associates healthy eating with kale and salads, Dude, that works for me. I think chiropractors get a bad name. I think you like you already said it in the intro, but let's get we're gonna dive into it a little bit because I personally have seen several chiropractics chiropractors when I was really into CrossFit competition. I can't tell you the last time I've been adjusted or seen one because they're hard to find. You know, a good one. So help us help the listeners sniff out the good from the bad and what they should be looking for from your experience. Um, yeah, the eye test, like if this guy or girl looks healthy as hell, that's a good start. If they're obese and soft and man boobs or whatever, I would go, I would, you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm a, this, this may be an unpopular opinion, but I really, I don't care. Like, um, I would never go to a dentist with ragged ass teeth. Fair enough. I will never get health advice from anyone unless they look freaking healthy to me. And um, I think that is a good start. It's not a guarantee, but if you know what I mean, and that, you know, I, I go to these conferences full of chiropractors, doctors, whatever, and I look around the room, it's embarrassing, right? You got all these soft, doughy people drinking sodas going on. You know what I mean? It's like, you can't even keep yourself healthy. How can you possibly try and teach that to other people? So that's, that's where I would start. And um, I think that's a really, really wise way to approach it. Definitely. Now, once somebody is found the one, what kind of things, what kind of troublesome areas should be addressed? Like, you know, 
obviously you meet it with a good Cairo and they're like, Hey, here is kind of what's finally causing all this. Here is some mobility prescription. Come back in. Like if you go to a chiropractor and he doesn't want you, let's say like, you know, headaches, chiropractors really with headaches, low back pain. Like if you go for pain and he doesn't want you squat, he doesn't want you to tie your shoes. He doesn't watch and see how your body moves. And if he doesn't give you any sort of like corrective exercise, or she, I should say, any sort of corrective exercises, I think that's a, that's a red flag, right? You know, if they just want you to get popped three times a week for four weeks, then twice a week for four weeks, and once a week for like a cookie cutter protocol that so many do, that's a huge red flag. Like if I, if someone comes into me and their back's turn, I got to see how mobile your hips are. I want to see your knees. I want to see your ankles. I want to know how weak your midsection is. I want to see you walk. I want to see you move. Right. And then I can figure out what you can do on top of an adjustment to help get your body right. So you never have to come back. Yeah. I love it. No doubt. Actor doesn't give any sort of stuff you can do on your own in regards to stiffening, strengthening and or mobility. That's, that's a big red flag. Or if a chiropractor, this is such nonsense. If they tell you after your adjustment, you can't exercise for X number of days because it needs to hold, it's nonsense. A joint is meant to move and adjustment is to restore motion. So if anything, you want to get stuff moving. The idea that you can just pop something into place and then it's just going to stay. Uh, the idea that you're just going to pop a joint into place and it's just going to hold right there. It's absurd. Like th th that's a huge red flag. Huge, huge red flag. Well, thank you, man. I, I love hearing kind of, I mean, you're in the trenches. This is your network uh, and you're one of us. You're a hunter, you know, you're, you're our people. So, um, the last thing I think we're going to cover on today's podcast is let's talk about going out West. We've talked about a little bit. You live in Wisconsin at 500 feet, thousand feet, whatever it is. And you hunt Colorado and you're chasing elk at timberline at 13,000 feet. Best practices to mitigate altitude sickness, even though you're fit and you run 400s and maybe you need to break down like your 400 repeats or how you do that. But Besides that, like how early do you get there? How many days to acclimate? And obviously you're a very fit dude, but like I got a lot of listeners in the Midwest and East maybe haven't experienced altitude sickness yet and don't think it's real. I tell you what, it's, you know, everybody's a little different with that. And I just go out and go and I've never felt nauseous or whatever. I just get tired faster. And when you train a lot and consistently, you know, your body and you're used to that. Right. So it's like, you know, maybe I back off a little bit. Maybe you just listen to your body. Does that make sense? So yeah. Like for me, what I, I've never had, um, yeah, any issues with that. The only time I've really struggled is uh, like I've gone, one of my buddies, he'd always go out before me and he's a freak. And then he's already out there and acclimated. And then I try and keep up and then I'm dying. Yeah. And that's no fun. Like that's not, then it ruins it. So I'm a big believer in whenever I walk, I walk at a hunter's pace. You know, one of the, one of my big problems with elk hunting is I walk at like a whitetail hunter's pace. I have a hard time just like being okay with making noise. Yep. Like I'm always catch myself being as quiet as possible. I'm like, God dang it. Like it's ingrained in my soul. Um, but with that, I never get like super tired because I'm never just like, in a hurry to get to the top of a mountain. And, so always, and the other thing too with that, I'm always solo or almost always. And I'm a big believer and I take my time because I don't want to get hurt when you're out there too. Like when you're hurrying, that's when you, 
you know what I mean? You roll an ankle, you twist a knee. I had a buddy jump and his binoculars flew up and knocked his front tooth out. So it's just dangling there. You know what I mean? So I like to um, just be careful, take my time and enjoy it. And then, you know, goals too. I think the goal with hunting is super important. And when I was a younger guy, I, and I admit it now, um, a lot of it was ego, shoot something, show it off. And I, you know, I've changed a lot where now it's like, enjoy the experience, take my time, take into the views, like just really enjoy every part of the experience without being so focused. And like, I got to get something. I got to get some, if I don't get some, what are people going to think? I'm a bad hunter. You know, that shit used to go to my young reptilian brain. And uh, luckily I've grown out of that nonsense. So I think that all that together helps, right? Just enjoy the experience, enjoy the views, enjoy everything. And then two, I do enjoy, um, it sounds crazy, but like if you have a storm or just something where you, where you just go through some suck because it makes when you get home, like it's so amazing after a trip in the mountains, how much I appreciate a toilet, a recliner, a bed, a hot, like it just makes me so... Part of the reason Elcon is to suffer just so I appreciate life more, I guess. Interesting. But I think a big thing is just take your time and, um, you know, just the, just the, the goal when you get out there. And then I, I bump into other hunters too. Like some guys, they have no interest in killing an elk whatsoever. They just want to get shit faced with their buddies. You know what I mean? Yeah. You see those camps where there's just beer cans everywhere. Like, yeah, they're taking a break from their wife. What's that? I said, they're taking a break from their wife. Yeah. And that's so, you know, this is, this is, uh, this is really interesting. Like the hardest part for me, we're talking fitness, nutrition. The hardest part for me by far is because I love my wife and I love my kids and I miss the hell out of them. So like, I have a hard, really hard time being away from them for a few days. Like yeah. that, that, that eats at me really, really bad. Um, so I, I kind of feel for people that are excited to get away from that. It's like, man, that's, that's sad. Really fun. Buck knives out of post falls, Idaho, my neighbor in 2020, I completely buried a knife into my hand and it was not a fixed blade. It was one of those scalpel replaceable ones that break real easy. And I buried it so deep that I actually, the doctor recommended surgery, which I might've should have listened, but I didn't. Anyways, several stitches later in a week of elk hunting down the drain, I got my hand healed up. Since that day, I've vowed not to use scalpels anymore in the field. And so I've switched back to buck knives, tried and true since 1902, made in America, tremendous amount of history. They're also my everyday carry. So you should check out the new everyday carry 22 lineup from buck knives. They got the 110 slim pro TXR. That's probably my all time favorite for everyday carry. You can also check out the 110 or sport knife or the 112 ranger 50th anniversary edition if you're looking for a skinner i would maybe consider the customizable 113 ranger skinner knife that's the knife that i customized for all my elk shape camp spirit of elk shape camp awards and that's the knife that we use to skin all my elk in 2021 if there's a knife out there that you need they can customize it or you can peruse their website buck knives is a huge supporter of elk shape we appreciate them and we love being their neighbor please be careful when you're breaking down your animal and consider switching to a fixed blade just for me crispy usa crispy boots my favorite boots because they don't require any break-in period for stocking any animal out west it's laponia gtx this is a very affordable boot this is not a 500 it's very athletic and it's a quiet boot and it's definitely something that could help you sneak in tighter to animals so if you're a stalker you might want to check out laponia gtx if you're looking for another affordable boot that's perfect for elk hunting it's the colorado gtx i know cameraman jake and myself that's our both our favorite number one boot from crispy it's the one that gets the most use and two is one i have two pairs because i like to switch out boots every day the colorados are not insulated which is great for me to keep my feet from sweating it has board lasting mechanical construction 
It includes the ABSS ankle support system, which helps propel you forward. It's got a four flex rating. They're protected with Kevlar triple stitching, polyurethane coated, and leather ran. The height is eight inches, and one boot weighs under two pounds. They're super light, they're fast, they're very athletic to help you keep up with elk. The last thing I want to mention about boots is number one, all your hunting starts from the ground up. Choose wisely. Number two, consider putting sheet feet inside any pair of boots that you rock. Sheet feet are a full length custom orthotic built for your feet specifically. Use the discount code ELKSHAPE, it'll take 10% off your purchase. I run sheet feet in every piece of boot I wear. I obviously have several pairs of boots, but the sheet feet are always in there. I think they help me leak less energy every stride, every step. They keep my feet strong and durable. And the last thing I would want for any of you hunting is to have foot issues while trying to hunt. Hunt your best, include sheet feet on your must list for 2022. It really is. But, uh, you know, going solo is something that I, I actually I promote quite a bit um, for a couple reasons. And I, and I it's not about me. I wanted to hear about you. But solo hunting for me was out of necessity. I, I could not get it done when I hunted with other people. And as soon as I ditched the crowd and went solo, I started stacking up way more consistent success. And I don't know if that was a mindset or if it's just the fast decision making that happens on the mountain. I still make mistakes. But I do think that all the success and failures on my shoulders and I'm not handcuffed on decision making time. And I, I wasn't always like cool with hiking in the dark by myself for three hours or sleeping on the side of a mountain by myself out of cell range. How about you? Like what, what was your uh, evolution as a solo hunter? You know what's funny about making mistakes is like no matter how long I've hunted, I still find shit to mess up. Like it's astonishing. Like yep. no matter what I find things to it's astonishing. <laughs> um, but no, you know, what's interesting about it. And I tell people this because they're like, you're just going up by yourself and this and that. Like I have, I don't know what it is. Like, I like it. Like there's no fear at all. Dark, this or that. Like I get anxious in crowds. If I go to a shopping center, I feel out of place and anxious when I'm alone in the woods. I'm like so comfortable. It's just weird. So for me being alone, it, it's nice. And then too, with my thing with hunting with other people sometimes is, um, like, like sometimes like I don't want to I want them to have a, sometimes I'm so worried about them making sure they're having a good time that I'm not having fun because I'm so worried about someone else having a bad time does that make sense yep it's like I'm going hunting with these people like I want them to see something I want them to have a good time I want them to have this and for me like if I don't see anything for five days it's like it's hunting I'm, I'm cool with it so like if I'm by myself I don't have to worry about letting anyone else down it's kind of yeah, maybe that's weird, but that's uh, no, that makes so much sense. Yeah, and then when I'm alone, um, and then from the selfish side, when you're with other people, you take turns, right? Yeah, if you're by yourself, there's no taking turns. Anytime you get into something, it's it's your shot. That's right, that's 100% true. And I'm a big fan of um, you know, self responsibility. So if I'm by myself, anything good or bad is my fault which I, I like, I like it being, I like it that way too. But that being said, um, going with buddies is fun too, for different reasons, the conversation, yeah. the whatever, um, having someone to help carry stuff out, carry stuff oh. in. Yeah. I mean, I've got, yeah. I've got, I mean, I'm sure we both have so many stories. I've gone with buddies where he's like set down his pack and, and never, you know what I mean? It's like, where'd you set it over here? And it's just gone forever. Like shit like that. You know, it's, um, or you yeah. go, and the one thing too, you know, there's just pros and cons to everything. You know, you go with a friend, like someone gets sick and it's like, no, we all got to go out and shit. Speaking of injury, I ran into some dudes up in the mountains, a dude tore his meniscus way up in the mountain, hurry and twist on a branch, help them all the way down. Take, you know, pretty, pretty much everyone's hunts over now. I think you do got to weigh the, the trade-offs of, you know, and I would encourage everyone to at least experience some solo time because, you know, not to dive into the weeds, but 
for me, when I get into that solitude, man, everything in my life becomes crystal clear. And, you know, like you said, you miss the crap out of your, your, your wife and your kids. I do too, but I need that break from them to maybe because I'm just such an idiot. I'm a barbarian that I realize what I don't have until it's gone. And I'm in the mountains by myself trying to kill an elk. And I'm like, man, I have an amazing amount of blessings back at home that I maybe possibly have taken for granted. So I, I love the clarity that comes from solo elk hunting. Yeah. And it makes me think about like, you know, soldiers that are away from their family for months at a time truck drivers, you know, it's like, you know, man, it just makes you, it makes you appreciate what you have so much more. And that's a huge reason I do it multiple times a year is it, it makes me appreciate what I have. Like it, it really does. And um, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to, uh, that's a good sign when you miss them that much, you know, you got a great life, right? Amen. You're very, you're a very, very rich dude, you know? Amen to that. So Obviously, plug time. I, I, I want to provide some links in the show notes of this episode of where people just can learn more. Like, obviously, you have a great book. I, Jeff Bynum bought that book at camp, and you have people in your area could check out your gym. So, we'll call it the, it's a free jump start. Like, I, it's free, like, like free, free, not like, uh, not like government handout free where they tell you it's free then, and then pay you with your own tax money. Like, right. so I got a link where I call it the jumpstart where it's like grocery shopping list, meal plan, beginner workouts, my mindset, like a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of stuff to get people started. And literally it costs nothing. So I think that'd be a great way for people to start. It's just a, it's just a whole, a whole bunch. The problem with, here's the problem, you guys, like it's really, really good, right? A lot of times people associate free with suck and they don't apply it, but it's really good. And if you just download it and buy the stuff and apply it, you're going to feel better and lose fat without even trying. So I can give you that link. All right. We'll do that link. Uh, where are you on socials? Um, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I did have a really, really big, cool Facebook page. And then apparently they didn't like my views on COVID. And one day I woke up and it was just gone. <laughs> Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, so now my new page, newer page, is a smaller following. And um, so I'm like shadow banned on top of completely deleted. But it's there. So I don't know. Yeah, if you search my name, it should come up. But some people have a hard time finding me just because for that reason. Yeah. Um, I got Instagram. And uh, that's about it. I'm not – I don't know, man. This TikTok stuff, I watched it for like two minutes and it made me dumber. So. I'm too old for that. I'm drawing a line in the sand, dude. I'm not doing it. Not going to do it. You know, the nope. problem with that is I drew a line in the sand on smartphones back in the day. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, that was stupid. I should have had this a long time ago. Dude, have you seen the research on TikTok and how invasive it is behind the scenes on your phone? It There's y'all need to look that up. I, I, no, I'm not putting Chinese spyware on my phone. That's what I've. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, uh, I don't. I don't do it. But yeah, Facebook and Instagram is my main thing. I have a website blog book um youtube channel i'll link it all yeah we'll link it and then i just uh yeah i just i'm bringing someone on i love making content that's why i asked you if you i love making content i hate taking the time to post it so i just brought someone on to post content for me so i don't did you see the guy in the background of our podcast that's who i brought on yeah i need help with content. And so I post everything or whatever, but I have a guy who I've hired who's named Jake Webb, good friend of mine. 
he helps me run the cameras and, and the, the still photos and the editing of podcasts and photos and videos. And, and, uh, I hired him cause I like him. He's cool to be around, you know, and hopefully you, have you found someone that you like and can trust? Yeah. I, yeah. It's just, uh, um, yeah, we've one thing with business ownership, there's a tough period there, right? A couple, a couple staff on maternity leave and then everyone's out with COVID. So it was a, oh. it was a rough stretch, but now everybody's back. So I can start making stuff again. Cause for a while there was like, everybody's out and pregnant and sick. It's like, Oh my. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, just stop getting tested. And then you don't have, and then nobody, you know, whatever. What's the test that everyone's getting. I don't even know what that is. A test to say that you're positive. I don't, that. Nope. No, we don't perpetuate the machine at this household. So that's a. I've never had a test. Just I for a, for a surgery they did. I had the antibody test. I had the antibodies, so I had it at some point. So I'm good. To go. You're good to go. Well, dude, thanks for your time today. I I love talking to you. I love like the no nonsense. It's my love language. Guys, check them out. Doc is this man. I gotta ask you uh, a good because I don't do a spring. I'm always bored in the spring. Something to go yeah. chase with my bow in the spring. And I'm thinking bears about the only option. Maybe pigs somewhere would be fun. Yeah. So Texas is like the number one destination because you can get on some great properties and and chase pigs, but you also can chase turkeys, and then you can chase axis deer because they have those crazy, you know. Well, yeah, and and there's not a season on them per se, so they're year round. And then the axis deer, you have like, it's weird, dude. You have like hard horned, and you got some in like just sprouting, and you got some like in velvet getting ready to come out. And I love that about. I, I'm going axis deer hunting in a couple of weeks just because it's something to hunt other than turkeys. Quite honestly. Yeah, so I just some spring. Oh, I too really quick on the elk hunting. Just so people know, like, um, I think I'm making a family vacation. So my whole family drives out with me. So the family goes to children's museums and museums and water parks and does fun stuff in Colorado while I'm in the mountains. And then I can come out, visit them for a day or two, go back to the mountains. So we make it a family trip. I've done that the last four years in a row or something like that. And it works great. We need to talk more about that for a quick second. That's a really good idea if you're in a position to do that. So you're pulling your kids out of school in September and they're going on a family vacation? Uh, kind of, we homeschool, there we you go. school the whole way, but I would like, I'd pull them out in a heartbeat and we take our time like every 90 minutes. So here's what we do. We'll leave at like, I, I'm a morning person, so I have no troubles. I'll leave at 2am, put the kids in the car. Five hours later, they wake up. I'm five hours into the trip, right? We pull over. Then you keep driving for another hour because they're in a good mood. You're six hours in, pull over, have breakfast, go to a park, hit up a children's museum drive another hour and a half, about 90 minutes. Then they're getting antsy, hit another park, hit another children's museum, get a hotel, hang out, get up super early, leave again. We're in Colorado, right? So we make a slow, fun plan out, hit this children's museum in Omaha, this children's museum in Lincoln, whatever. Make it a fun trip, um, pack food in the cooler. It's great. It's, it's way less stressful than you think it would be. Get to Colorado, have Airbnbs all set the whole way, right? Family stays yeah. at Airbnbs. We can either, we got a family member out there and, or I've done it where I rent a car. So we get there, I get my car, drive in the mountains. They take the SUV, vacation Colorado. And then uh, whenever I want, I can come out and we do the same thing on the way back home. Yeah, no, uh, I've never had anyone mention that before. I think there is something to that. Perhaps another time we will record an entire podcast on how to actually execute that. That's that's a phenomenal blueprint because you're, you know, it's hunting is selfish. 
it, it can be very self-absorbed and uh, it can take away from your family. So that certainly seems like a great way to mitigate that, if not make memories. And uh, one of these years... Hit zoos on the way. It's, it's a family road trip slash elk hunt slash everybody has fun and enjoys it. Tons of memories and experiences. And I do it with, I mean, the kid, my kid's a baby, right? So one of them's a baby. And it's if you can do it with a baby, I mean, you can do it with anything. Absolutely. Well, dude, thanks for your time, guys. Check out the doc. I'm going to put links in the show notes. Um, very straightforward. No nonsense, no fluff. My style. Dig it. We'll bring you back on for sure. Appreciate your time, man. Yep, thank you. It was fun. All right, guys. Separations in the preparation. We'll catch you on the next one. Doc, thanks again for coming on. That was an awesome podcast. Good luck this season. Appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. If you guys want to know more about Doc, I'll leave a link to his Instagram and his website and his gyms, and you can look him up or check out his book or whatever. He's a stud dude. Discount code ELKSHAPE20, 20% off NUMA Outdoors. Discount code ELKSHAPE. 20% off your Onyx Elite membership, which includes Hunt Reminder, Top Rut, and Hunt and Full memberships all included. It's a great savings. Plus, that is the one true hunting application that's been out longer than the others. And so it's going to be reliable. It's robust in the backcountry, will not fail you. Make sure to download your offline maps before you go out and test them. Discount code ELKSHAPE for Vortex Wear. Anything under the sun, they have new gear for 2022 and a new spring collection. Check that out. As always, Wilderness Athlete, discount code ELKSHAPE30 takes 30% off your first-time purchase. Make it a good one. Black Ovis, 10% off discount code is ELKSHAPE. They have everything under the sun as far as SKUs. Check them out. That's where I get my own backcountry stuff, and I use my own discount code. Last but not least, Sheep Feet and the Elk Collective. Sheep Feet go in your new crispy boots. The 2022 lineup is now in stock. Check out a dealer near you. I'm pretty excited about the improvements made to Laponia. Be checking out my Instagram. I'll be doing a couple stories on that soon. Sheep Feet discount code is ELKSHAPE. Takes 10% off the Sheep Feet. Go wherever my boots go. Leak less energy don't have foot i'm not even going to sell you on sheet feet if you don't have sheet feet that's that's your bad last one theelkcollective.com the number one digital hunting learning resource learn online how to hunt elk better even if you're a seasoned veteran or you're maybe you drew a tag in a new area learn from several subject matter experts not just one guy the discount code is elk shape podcast takes 20 bucks off your annual membership Check it out today. Guys, you have a lot of choices when it comes to podcasts. Thanks for choosing ours. Separations in the preparation. We'll catch you on the next one.